shit show. That's the Chi Del Military podcast. <laughs> I should have recorded that. I'll add that to the to the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 did Raul ever respond? <laughs> no. No, I didn't. Man, I should probably, text this motherfucker. Probably feeding this cat or something. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. On the call with me as usual, I have Flo and Rigo. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? I'm back. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah. Where'd you go? I was in uh, South America. Paraguay, Brazil, Argentina. Did you go to Chile? No, I didn't go to Chile. <laughs> He adopted a new Paraguayan club. So yes, he's, I did. He's a special guest. Olympia. He's no longer a... Olympia. Check, uh, look out for the uh, Oliperos del Norte podcast coming up soon. <laughs> 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 no, South America was dope, man. A lot, ate a lot, a lot of good food. They ate a lot of meat. They drink a lot of tea. Uh, and they fucking love soccer, which is awesome. Yo, all the, uh, food, all the food pictures you were posting, I was just like, God damn it, like... Then I look at my uh, freaking brown rice and broccoli, and it's like, oh, I want to kill myself. <laughs> well, now I'm like back to eating no carbs. I'm like having like tuna every day and like sweet potato. Like, yeah, it's I, trash. Like, I need to lose weight. I need to lose <laughs> weight because fucking I gained like 15 pounds when I was down there. Damn. I just ate so much. <laughs> yeah, eating healthy can't relate. Flo's <laughs> <laughs> like my uh, Domino's on the way right now. <laughs> Bro, that was yesterday, bro. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, hectic last like two, three weeks of in Chivas. I forget. This is supposed to be happening. We recorded like three weeks ago, I think, and we thought things were bad, and now they're like Chivas was like, "Hold my beer," and they and things escalated like a hundred times worse. It's like every every day it gets worse. Yeah, just now, like, uh, what was it, like, 20 minutes ago? You sent that picture oh, no. of um, breaking news of Orbelin Pineda, apparently, oh, with one foot yeah. in Cruz Azul. Bro, yeah. what the hell is happening? Like, We're watching I, Chivas, I, like, crumble in front of our eyes. I think, yeah. I feel like they, they just want Almeida to quit. Yeah, I mean, we're, we'll we'll get into all that. So, yeah. I mean, well, let's start with that. Um, it, I guess, it kind of all started um, with Almeida with an Instagram post from Almeida that. Well, was well think- wasn't it? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, okay. He was he was thanking the the club on IG, and um, he referenced the Bushido code for uh, people that don't know what the Bushido code is, like Paco de Anda. He didn't know what the Bushido code was. He said, uh, the code of the samurai, stressing unquestioning loyalty and obedience and valuing honor above life. Now, I don't think Almeida's going to kill himself if he leaves Chivas, but I think the whole uh, valuing honor and like loyalty is what he was referring to with the Bushido code. And yeah, because uh, uh, yeah. 
What do you no, want? No, because I mean, I feel I feel like he he feels like he's been betrayed. Yeah, and that's exactly what I think. That's what I think we all think that's what's happening. But um, after that Instagram post, the players took to their social media accounts and posted a bunch of. Um, well, they all posted the same tweet in support of Almeida, and kind of shitting on the front office for um, for getting rid of I thought, Almeida. I thought I thought the players posted first and then Almeida. Wasn't it like that? Didn't, didn't, sure. they, didn't they leak to the media and then the players started posting, and then Almeida finally like thanked all the fans and said he yeah, would. I, Oh, it might it might have been. That I way, thought it actually. was. Yeah. I thought it was a like a leak. Like someone reported that Almeida said that he was done or, or gone, or he wouldn't be coaching next year. And then the players came out, yeah, and, and tweeted all of that. And then Almeida was a, like was the last one to like, like acknowledge it, and the Bushido thing came out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Okay, I mean it's all so much to keep up with that. Like I don't know. But alright, so yeah, the players come out and protest that Almeida's leaving and then Almeida hits us with that uh that Instagram post. How do you I don't know how you how do you guys react to that? That shit was devastating. Wait, were you were you back already, Rigo, or were you still in South America? I think I was in South America. Okay. Wait, no, I was either in, oh, oh I think I was traveling back when all this was happening. Because I remember yeah, being in South America. Yeah, yeah. I remember being in South America and Almeida was on ESPN Argentina. Uh-huh. And, like, they wouldn't even ask him about Chivas and it was weird. Cause he, like, here he's having this interview talking about, like, he was there for the Champions League, but, you know, obviously he's going to face one of the teams in the Club World Cup, so you'd think they would ask him and they weren't asking him. And then um, on my flight back is when it all leaked. Um, and I'm so I'm like sitting in the airport in like El Salvador, <laughs> like reading tweets and like watching YouTube videos of like ESPN and like Fox and like to try to like make sense of everything because I'm just not understanding what the hell's going on. Yeah. What What about you, Flo? Yeah. I mean, when I first saw all the tweets and everything, I was I was pretty <coughs> devastated. Um, we talked about it all year long. People um, people tweeted at us the questions. There was always, a, is Almeida going to leave at the end of the year? Is Almeida gone? And we all responded pretty much the same way. Like, no, of course not. Why would he leave? That's a stupid question. And it, it just seems like our biggest fears were coming true when all those tweets started coming out. You know, I, I think we all agree that Almeida is a special, special manager, special coach. And just to see all of this drama and everything that's going on and to see what it feels like Chivas is trying to force him out um, is just devastating, really. Yeah, I think I think I was in a meeting at like a long meeting at work. And then as soon as I get out, I, I go back to my desk and stuff and I, I start pulling up the Chivas del Norte Twitter feed because we follow like certain uh, Chivas accounts there. And then, like, I'm just reading all these tweets. Almeida's gone. Almeida's gone. Then the players start tweeting it out. And it's just like, what the fuck? You walk out of a meeting, like, everything's fine. And then the world's just crumbling. Yeah, it was like the fucking, like, you, that's exactly, that's a, a correct term is the world is crumbling because, like, everything was fine. And then, boom. 
I made is gone. Yeah, and uh, I mean the player's reaction just uh, emphasizes what we've been what we've been saying on the podcast for the longest that that locker room is one hundred percent behind Almeida, and he like yeah. he knows how to run that locker room. Which is dope. To, it's dope to see that the coaches are that the players are back in the coach because a lot of time you know there's if there's discontent you know at all with with the coach the players won't back them won't back him. I mean, I can't. Um, I, like, can you think of a similar situation where the coach gets fired and the locker room just kind of shuts down? I, I'm thinking like Liga MX. It's like hard to. I can't recall one, and I know Liga MX well, has like remember, a turntable of coaches, so it's not. I remember uncommon. when. Uh, I remember when uh, Miguel Herrera got, uh, was. They made him quit. Remember from the national team. Oh. Okay, yeah. And the and the, the the Santos brothers were like all in backing him up and stuff like that. But it wasn't like a like there wasn't like the whole team or like the even the like the captain and everything. Yeah. Yeah, even the only uh, one even Alanis came out and supported them and they had like their troubles throughout the season. That just kinda yeah. shows uh, how Yeah. yeah. Even like players that weren't on the squad anymore too, like the players oh, that yeah. are on loan and stuff, mm-hmm. they're all tweeting that they're with him, and um, that's crazy. You're on another team, like you shouldn't be worrying about what's happening with Chivas, but yet you're supporting him. The only one, the only one who who had like a bomb, a bomb ass, like thing was uh, Salcido. Oh yeah, his was I, his was, was more black. like. Yeah, he, his was more like, okay, goodbye, I guess you're leaving. Instead of being, like, supportive and shit like that. Pulido probably had the worst one. Pulido was the one where uh, he said some shit about, like, the uh, front office. Or not, he, he didn't specifically name them, but some shit about, like, Valen Mierda or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just, uh, yeah, Twitter fingers to trigger, trigger fingers real quick. <laughs> Yeah, he was not with it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, this locker room is behind them 100%. And I think, um, you know, eventually led to a, a Paco de Anda press conference, which um, he started off with the news that was uh, tweeted out a while ago but never confirmed that Pizarro was sold to Monterrey and is official... I think they haven't signed the contract yet, but it's pretty much a done deal since they announced it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and then uh, the big uh, refuerzo that he announced that day was Mario de Luna, who I forgot who the hell he was until I Googled him up again. I was like, oh, this guy. And then um, the Gudinho signing was made official today. Which was, and I, th- I think the Pizarro deal hasn't gone through yet because yeah. the draft is like on Wednesday tomorrow, and it'll probably go through then. But which was weird today, he went to do like a physical, yeah, and he did it in Guadalajara, like at the, at like the Guadalajara doctor's place. I don't know, it's, it's weird. Well, they said so, he showed up with the with the doctor, the Monterrey doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess he went to supervise the the medical exams that they give them. 
or yeah. whatever, which is still weird. But I think they just have to sign the contract. I read that somewhere. That they just have to sign the contract, and he'll be a Monterrey player officially. It's such a stupid thing to do, man. Yeah. Are we are we are we up to that topic it. now? Or now we can we can go into Pizarro the Pizarro deal, how we feel about it. Uh I just think it's dumb. You know, leave out the fact that he's our best player. Yep. It's dumb for him it's dumb for his development as like a player. Like there's it's almost it's almost impossible now for him to go to Europe. If if they pay what they say he he that he was worth, it's impossible for him to go to Europe. Teams aren't going to pay it. Yeah, I think Chivas Chivas was asking for seventeen million, right? Yeah, that's the number that's floating around. Yeah. So we're now gonna, probably Monterrey paid that, and now they're going to want to at least break even. On yeah, at least break even. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Tigres supposedly. I was asking Real Betis uh, for Jurgen Dam. They wanted fifteen million. <laughs> Jurgen, I mean that's Jurgen Dam. Is Pizarro worth more than than, than seventeen million? Absolutely. Our team's gonna pay uh, it. No, no, they're not. And especially not Europe. Not when you can get a guy, in, you know, in Brazil, South America, yeah, yeah, South America for like five mil. Exactly. So they they just completely stunted his career. Uh, from that aspect, unless he does like an Alanis move where he just kind of forces it and leaves, but I, I don't think he does it because they'll try to blackball him too, like they did Pulido and they've done so many other guys. And then yeah. from the Chivas perspective, it sucks because like we have the Club World Cup and they're taking him away. I mean, for the Chivas, not only that, I mean, but. You're 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 sending him over to a rival in the same league that you now you're gonna have to face, and you're just helping other teams in the league. It just makes it makes no sense, and especially in a season where we're gonna have to play in what three tournaments. Yep. Like yep. we we can't afford we can't afford to be selling players, especially our best player, the player that essentially carried us to uh, the Champions League. So, Champions League and the league, yeah, when we won it. Yeah, he was a vital part of that as well. Him and Polito really stepped up, but uh, it's just it's just really heartbreaking. I mean, I think all Chivas fans loved Pizarro. I mean, I, I've been a fan of his since he was at Pachuca. Um, I have his I have his jersey. I got it for Christmas. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's very very heartbreaking to see to see him leave. I mean, if he goes to Europe, you know, you understand it's it's good for his development. Chivas, you know, he's not going to be in the league anymore. He's not going to play against Chivas. Chivas going to get some money. But selling him to Rayados just makes no sense for anyone, really. Except for Rayados, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks, man. Like, he was, um, I, without him, we don't win. We don't beat Tigres. We don't make that, that run. We don't make that run. Yeah, we don't make that run without him. Because he came back from an injury, and he was, like, at 80% and still played his ass off every every minute he was on that pitch and he just and meant, like, he just meant so much to the to the team and I hate the fact that they right after the Paco de Anda meeting the Chivas Twitter account tweets out a a little video of Pizarro they're like thank you for carrying us to 
the three cups and I was like what the fuck are you guys doing like you guys just sold them and now it's just like throwing salt in the wound like it hurts more now it's like what are you guys doing no and then like people talk about how like Chivas is bringing in Gudinho and like oh they're stunting his career no I, I think they're bringing I think they're bringing him on loan or something like that well, it's uh, not, yeah, it's, it's alone. But it's not like he was getting crazy minutes in Europe, anyways. Yeah, and then they so, yeah, bring up. The, but nobody brings up the fact that these, these northern Mexico teams are doing this. Like now, the the Jurgen Dam thing came up. Um, well, you and now the Pichardo thing. Like nobody, nobody says anything because like that's that's really stunting like the the, the development and growth of, of the players in this country. I mean, other teams do it too. You have cases of like Javier Aquino, you got Ulises Davila. Like they pull back these Mexican players that are already in Europe. But like going back to Gudinho, Gudinho's not like getting crazy minutes in Europe. And yeah. then everybody brings up the fact that he's the first Mexican to play Champions League as a goalkeeper. But that was because of a fluke injury. And he he played okay that game. But after that, he just went right back to the bench. The goalie recovered yeah. and he went right back to the bench. We're not stunting his growth. If anything, we're gonna we're gonna be the team that gives him minutes if he beats out Wacho for the position. And then he's still young. Guess what? In maybe two or three years he, he goes back to Europe. He can go back. And he's yeah. starting this time. He's not on the bench. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't see how that's that. how we're stunting his growth. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think it's the opposite, like exactly how you explain. I mean it's not like we're buying them. He, it's a loan. So he's gonna go back to Europe if he performs well. And we're going to give him that that chance, that opportunity to show what he has. I mean, um, Porto I, Porto bought him, right? They're the ones that own him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got Ika right there, who's going to be gone in the next year or two. And they bought him for a reason. They obviously see potential in him. If they're not going to give him the minutes, then it's better to have him play. Well. And then maybe eventually be the heir of the. Yeah, he's a canterano, so probably you know be the heir to Casillas' goal. And when he goes back, he'll start for Porto. And you know they rate they rate Mexican talent because they have yeah. they had a Mexican core at one point. Well, they still do. They got rid of Layun, but they still got three guys. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see how people are claiming that we're stunting Guadiño's growth. Yeah, I don't think so. Plus, he's a goalie. Look, I mean, like Mexico puts out goalie talent like left and right. And you yeah, can be you rarely, can be an old but like can, rarely exports the goalkeeper goalkeeper talent. Yeah, we, I mean, oh yeah, we rarely export them. But I mean, we put out goalie talent. It's oh like yeah, it's a, we have good goalies. Mexico has good goalies. It's not like it's a you know a position of need for Mexico. Well, I mean, Gudinho in the future, I'd, I'd like to see him. I mean, depending how he plays, as a starter, guess, as a yeah. as a next Mexico goalkeeper. Oh, I would too. Because we have all our old, all our goalkeepers are old now. We have Ochoa, Corona, and Talavera. They're old, so we need somebody to step up and be the next Mexican goal goalkeeper. And then, but the Pizarro, the Pizarro thing is just disappointing. Yeah, it sucks. And then there's Foul. a there's a video. I don't know. I, I'm guessing it's like new because I hadn't seen it until like an hour ago. Of uh, Pizarro doing his last signing as a Chivas player. And this little girl walks up with a Chivas kit, and she hugs him, and then she like run. She runs back to her mom and cries, and you see Pizarro like, look, Pizarro's just like shell shocked, 
he looked so sad like he's like fuck it's like I fucked up <laughs> well not even that he fucked up I think the front office fucked up by letting him go yeah yeah he's like, specific he didn't want to leave he specifically said yeah. yeah he specifically said on Twitter he's like I don't want to leave and I'm not leaving for money yeah he replied to somebody that told yeah. him that he's leaving for the money and then he replied no es por eso basically it's not it's not because of that so they they basically forced him out of the club and then that and that sucks I mean I think it's all the get out to be honest yeah like we'll we'll get into it a little later but all this like Iguera Almeida beef that news that's been popping up and shit it's crazy like I feel like we're glued, we're glued the Cuervos. This is like the Cuervos podcast Yo, we, now. <laughs> I, I've never watched that show, but... What? Everyone says that Chivas is glued the Cuervos. Right Yo, now. we're, we're like, exactly. we're glued the Cuervos right now. Like, we're like yeah. two, three things away from being glued the Cuervos. Rigo. Rigo's <laughs> mentioned that a few times, and Rigo, like, I need to watch Game of Thrones. Rigo needs to watch Glove the Cuervos, like, ASAP. <laughs> you yeah. haven't watched it yet? I mean, it'll be it'll be on my on my list next. I'm finishing up Westworld now. I watched like the first seven episodes and I still haven't got into it, so I just stopped. Yeah. I, I, maybe I'll start it again. <laughs> and then, uh, any comments on uh, Mario De Luna coming back to Chivas? No. <laughs> from uh, from, from like, like a, like a five year loan uh, or something. Depth, from like a depth perspective, I don't mind it. Because we need the defensive depth, especially because Alanis is leaving. But he's not the he's not the refuerzo that we need. Yeah, but I don't want him starting at center at center back. Like he's just gonna I mean, ride the gonna be, he's gonna ride gonna the be, bench with Basulto or Marin. It's gonna be one of them starting though. Yeah. For now, I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise Alanis, us on Wednesday. I'm I'm, a, I'm assuming Saltito's gonna retire. Okay, that's one player you gone. Don't, you don't think he sticks around for the Club World Cup? No, I don't think so. No? But, uh, I mean, even the players that are young probably don't want to stick around <laughs> what's <laughs> happening at the club right now. Why wow, He doesn't need this drama. He's 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 already had a great career. Why would he stick around? Um, so who the hell is the league with? Basulto Marin? Basulto Marin, Pereira, and uh, Mario De Luna. And we no, have like move a couple. We have a couple of kids that can step up. Hopefully, I don't know I mean, off the top of my head, but that's we what we 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 hope is that the youth is that they step up, like Benji Galindo and and those guys. But I mean, we've seen what happens when you play with you know with the youth. They they they're they're just not ready yet. Man, Galindo got put in a blender a couple of times, bro. I don't know. I don't think he's I, ready. <laughs> I remember. I mean, he had he had that mistake that cost us that one, one like that. His one mistake cost us a, a game. Yeah. Okay. The the youth is gonna have to step up. I mean, Alanis gone. Salcedo maybe gone. Pizarro gone. Now they're saying, talking about Orbelin, maybe gone. Cota um, gone. Cota gone. Like our team, they're 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 tearing apart the, the the core of the team basically that that we've had over the last year or two, and I mean they're not really bringing in new players as of yet, so the the youth is going to have to step up. They're going to get their opportunity. Yeah, so it's going to be a long season next season. 
Oh yeah, it's gonna be rough, I think. But um, talking about players that they could have gotten um, during the down the press conference, he 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 told everybody the players that I made I wanted this season, which is stupid. Which is stupid. Yeah, has, yeah. But yeah, because you lose all all leverage in in the deals. So basically, Almeida asked for uh, Javier Aquino, who we know Figures won't sell. Um, Nestor Araujo, who's now injured. You got Gallardo. I would still, I would still take him injured. Yes, Nestor Araujo. Obviously. I mean, it, it, uh, Deanda said that it it complicates the negotiations. Yeah, but he just doesn't want to buy. Basically, him. we we're not gonna buy him. Is what I got from that. Um, he asked for Gallardo. Who's now been sold to Monterrey? Also, uh, Duenas, who Tigres will not sell. Uh, Torres, Den- um, Torres Nilo, who Tigres won't sell. Rojas, Rojas, his name. Rojas. Let me move him to Luca. I don't. Is that his name? I don't remember that one. He mentioned he mentioned some guy from Toluca. Maybe Baca. I don't know who, where that guy's Baca, from. Baca, Baca. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Baca. Baca, and then Jonathan Gonzalez, who. If he really wanted to get, should have been part of the Bizarro deal. It doesn't I, make up for I it, but it softens the blow. I don't understand why that he wouldn't be a part of the deal. Right? It's, yeah. it's stupid. Like, there's like, no way they couldn't make it happen. And, get, and get, get nothing in return. Especially the best player in Mexico. The best Mexican player in Mexico. Yeah. For what seventeen million, and I guarantee yeah. you, if they try to sell us uh, Jonathan, they're gonna want more Ten. than seventeen million. Yeah, like thirty. They're gonna want. Yeah, they're gonna want. They're gonna, they're gonna want somewhere around seventeen million for him, which is absurd. One is the established best Mexican player in the league, and the other one is someone who is up and coming, but he hasn't even shown. You know, even to end the season, he wasn't doing too hot. So it just makes zero sense that they wouldn't get something in return. Yeah, we we talked about like who we'd like to see on Chivas during our last our last episode, and we mentioned Gonzalez and um, Cesar Montes as a package deal for Pizarro, which we thought would be well, like not okay, but at least it would guess, make like, me all right, like feel better than just losing yeah. him for nothing, you know. Yeah, but this these guys just said okay, you can have Pizarro, and we don't want anything back, which is crazy. Like I I don't understand what's happening in Chivas right now. I mean, to me, my whole thing has like I I, I feel like they're trying to force Almeida to quit, and you you'll be like, why would they do that? So they don't have to pay him. If he if they if, if they fire him, they have to pay him the remainder of his contract. And yep. I think he still has like three he still has three years left. Is it? I thought so it was two. He, it's like two or three, but yeah. but yeah, so you're right. Like, so he still has a good chunk, and if if he quits, they don't got to pay him any of that. Now, if he resi- if um, they fire him, they got to pay him. So I feel like they're doing everything in their power to to try and force him to quit. Like you but, want refuerzos? No, we're not going to give you that. Is, I mean, is I'm sure. Is there a financial issue? Oh, I'm sure there's definitely financial issues. Yeah. But just because there's a financial issue doesn't mean that you get rid of your best player. Yeah. Um, Makes no sense. Like, oh, we want so, our coach to fire, so we're just going to tear our team apart. Like, what? What type of logic is that? 
Yeah, and, and I mean the beef, the beef with Igera has been ongoing for quite some time. Yeah, that all the stuff like from that that's been coming out is crazy. But we can just to wrap up the Bakodanda press conference. He ended it insisting that uh, Plan A is Almeida, and that Chivas has no Plan B. And every time they asked him, um, but that makes no if sense. Chivas either. is going to be the the coach. If he if Almeida's going to be Chivas's coach for the season, he always came out with. Um, Today, I guarantee you that Almeida is the Chivas coach, which is what they said about Pizarro when uh, he had his other press conference. He said, today, Pizarro is a Chivas player. So it's just like they don't they don't know if Almeida's going to stay. And, Rigo, you're right. It seems like they're trying to make his job as hard as possible so that he quits and then they don't have to pay the release clause for firing him. Yeah, I think I think he was lying throughout that entire interview. I mean, some of the stuff just didn't make sense to me. He said he he, tra- he claimed in the in the in the interview that Almeida told them that they should look for a new coach or a replacement coach. But yet, like five minutes later in the interview, he says Almeida is our coach and we don't have a plan B. So if your coach is telling you. Find look for another coach. coach. Look, look for know. another coach. You're gonna look for another damn coach. You're not gonna be like, oh, well, he's our coach, and we don't have any plan B. So that a lot of the interview didn't add up to me. I think he was just making up lies on the on the fly to make himself look good, or or you know, or not make himself look as bad. I mean, I I also think he's being manipulated as well. And 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 I mean, I don't I don't know how much of it is is truth on his part. But I, I I do feel like he's being manipulated by the by the front office. If the whole thing is true about them giving Almeida uh, a release like agreement, like a re- release clause, um, and him not knowing about it, like as, as an employee, that would piss me off. Like if, if you, you're going to put me in a position of management, and then you're going to go behind my back and fire one of my employees, like but be I. So I don't know how how much of what he's telling. It, like I agree with you. I don't know how much of what he's telling is true. I I, I do know that from the his previous two press conferences that he has, he he always like bullshitted around the Pizarro question, which was all Pizarro's a, a player of Chivas right now. Is there offers? Yes, but he's a player of Chivas right now. And the same thing was he was saying with Almeida. Almeida's a, the coach right now. He's going to be the coach right now. Yeah. Never know. Like. It's, it's weird. And then I'm, I think the question has to be asked, do you think Paco de Anda like, fully knew what he was getting himself into? Because he was very critical of Chivas like when he was on TV and shit before. And now he's just like a... Like, just like another version of him like like a total opposite of of the tv personality that he was i don't know if that was him just trying to get ratings and being that tv personality because that got ratings or now he's just like he just looks like a puppet up there he just says what they tell him to say do you think he knew what he was getting into no i don't think so i don't think he knew 
<laughs> feel like he he showed up for the interview. They told him one thing. Started his first day at work, and he had to hold do a whole nother thing. Like, probably like, do you know Excel? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yo, you gotta do macros now. So, well, even to begin with that, like Almeida didn't want him as a sporting director. He wanted Benjamin Galindo. And then yeah, Iguera kind of forced Paco de Anda onto, into the job. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's just a weird a weird situation overall. But I, but I think Paco de Anda had no idea what he was getting into either. I think, like you said, he they told him one thing. They explained that he what would be his role, and now it's something else. It's just, you're our puppet, and you go out there, you say what we what we want you to say. And that's it. Like, although like he did do an interview on um, what was the show that he did an interview on um, Ultima Palabra, where he like leaked a bunch of stuff between uh, Iguera and Almeida and stuff that's been told to him by the front office. I feel like that was that. That's his. That's what he was doing, getting the front office back for the whole like. Yo, you're gonna you're gonna offer Matias and Mia a release clause behind my back, or or a release agreement behind my back. I feel like that's that was his his like little slight at Igera for that. Yeah, for like just to make sure like the people listening know that there was like a leaked email between Almeida's agent and uh, was it Igera? That was basically saying... Yeah, it was Iguera. Yeah, it was Iguera. And basically it was a, like an agreement, uh, like a resignation agreement. Like him agreeing to leave the club and like I guess the terms and stuff. But um, Paco Danda said he had he had no idea that that was happening. Yeah, that's wild. Like, And as a sporting as a, director, like, like, yeah, that's something you should know. When you're in management, like, you have employees under you, like... If you're the people, people above you are trying to get rid of somebody that works for you, you should know. At least be in on it. Don't get caught by surprise. Yeah, no. I mean, um, well, that wraps up the Paco de Anda press conference. Um, but then there was like, uh, like aftermath. Uh, the aftermath of the press conference is the um, preseason, which was a. Uh, Scheduled to start on June tenth, they ended up moving. They ended up moving it up to June fourth, and they said that Almeida would not be there to start the preseason <coughs> with the rest of the team. And uh, yesterday, June fourth, no one showed up to the uh, medical exams and preseason training that Chivas had rescheduled. And that just that's just another. Um, the players just standing up, I guess, for what they what they believe in. Even though Pereira did comment on on the situation, you guys uh, saw the interview, right? Yeah, but you know what's weird about that is like Deanda says one thing, right? So Deanda's like on at his interview with Ultima Palabra, he's like, "Yeah, we know that the that the pre- uh, training camp's supposed to start." on June 10th, but we asked the players to come in on June 4th. He's like, I asked. 
And not all of them, but part of them agree they were yeah. going to come. And then he says that, and then Jaid is like, yeah, they told us to come early, but we all have plans. So we told me, you know, we we weren't going to change our plans, and Paco was cool with that. So why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't Paco say that at, at, at his press conference? Like, why wouldn't he just be like, yeah, you know, we asked them to come, but you know, they're on. We understand that they had they had already made plans, and they couldn't come. He could, if he would have said that, it would have been fine. But like, he set it up to for everyone to think that. They were like, part of the players were still going to come on the fourth, and then they didn't show up, and it makes him look like an idiot. Yeah, and one of the re- like one of the main reasons they cited for moving the preseason up was that um, Almeida might not be the the Chivas coach anymore, so they wanted to prepare and get ahead of that, which is crazy too. Like, I don't know, it's just. I don't know what's going on with Chivas, man. I keep saying it, but it just doesn't help. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's it's there's there's a multitude of things. It's it's the financial issues. It's the disagreements between the front office and the coaching staff. And I think all that's just boiling over. And, and I think what makes matters worse for the front office is how much the players love the coach. If it was some if it was some coach the players didn't like, like when Chepo was fired, nobody would care. I mean, the players wouldn't care as much, so there wouldn't be any pressure. Right now the pressure is mounting from the players not listening to La Directiva because they're backing their coach. Yeah, I think if we were to like like pick two of the biggest factors of what why this is all happening, it's probably the relationship with uh Iguera and Almeida and then like the debt that was made a big deal, like the bonuses that they owe the players. I think that just kind of gain momentum and just turn into the, this big issue and now like other little things are popping up and becoming big issues too a lot of people think that's why they sold Pizarro to pay the debts debts out no well to pay the debts but also because Pizarro was kind of the one of the ones that spearheaded as like backlash whole, right the backlash against yeah. the front office like leaking everything so remember he was like when that stuff leaked, he was the first one to retweet it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think like that he's he was one of like the leaders of that whole movement, and this was kind of like getting back at him. Yeah, and then you had um we've had Aris and Pereira do interviews, and they both they both been asked like, "Are you guys scared of any backlash that might come?" Because you're saying the things you're saying, and they they're both they both said no, like. They said we're we're a united front. We believe in Almeida, and we're like we don't care what can happen to us. Which I don't know. Yeah, I think Pizarro leaving had something to do. That had something to do with it. I mean, that I've heard. I've heard that that could be also part of why he wasn't called to the national team. That she was for an office was like, don't call him up. 
I didn't hear that. That that'd be crazy. Yeah, well, that would really be some club. Yeah, the I didn't. Stuff. I didn't hear that, but yeah, no. that would be some club the Cuervo stuff. <laughs> Uh, it happened in Club the Cuervos. I mean, I watch football picante religiously. Um, football, football picante. Hugo Sanchez was talking about how, when he was the coach of the national team, Jorge Vergara told him not to call up, like I think Osvaldo Sanchez, Ramon Morales, and and Bofo, because he was having disagreements with them. Sorry guys, yeah. <laughs> I have a dehumidifier. I could, <laughs> I could see them doing something like that because I think it would just make matters worse. Like, oh, here goes the the Chivas, the one Chivas player that made the World Cup roster. You know, the guy that carried us to these titles. You know, the 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 the, the best player, our hero right now, going to the World Cup to represent Chivas. Oh, by the way, oh yeah, we're selling him um, next week. <laughs> you know, yeah, I could see something like that, but I I hadn't heard anything like that. No, I mean it was just expect it's just it was just speculation on on these on these Mexican shows. Oh yeah, but I'm, I'm sure thing I'm sure things like that happen, and you know, oh, yeah. Hugo Sanchez was there, so he he knows. But like, he loves to talk shit, but like. It, in his talking shit, he tells he tells truth sometimes. Yeah, I don't I don't really like him, but he, he doesn't bite his tongue for anything. He'll say what's on his mind. I kind of I respect that. All right, so going back to medical medical exams today, they had medical exams again, and only three players showed up, and it's the. I guess the refuerzos. It's uh, Gudinho showed up, Mario De Luna showed up, and uh, Zendejas. I guess he's coming back to Chivas. They haven't announced. Zendejas it. coming back? Yeah, they haven't announced it, but he he showed up to the medical exam, so I'm guessing he's coming back. I didn't know that. Yeah, he showed up, and then Pizarro obviously showed up, like we said, but he showed up with the uh, Monterrey doctors. So that's pretty much a, a done deal. I don't think I don't think they'll go back on that. Um, I don't know. Anything you guys wanna add to what we've covered so far? No, I mean not no. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. I it is a lot. Like a lot has happened in the last two or three weeks. Yeah, it's just really it's all it just like, embarrassing, really. Yeah. Yeah. As a Chivas fan, it's embarrassing and it's frustrating because, you know, first of all, for me, Chivas should always be one of the top clubs. And there's people out there that are going to say, well, for the last 30 years, they've only been winning one championship every 10 years. A decade, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, Chivas still has to be a top club. And. If, if they're not winning, they need to be fighting for championships. And the last two seasons, we haven't we've been we haven't made the playoffs. Granted, we won with the the, the champions, but now it's like this was a this was a chance for the club to like really rebuild itself this off season, and like 
step it up knowing that you have three three tournaments and they're pretty much throwing all that to shit like we're gonna we're gonna go to the uh club world cup embarrass ourselves we're not gonna do anything in the league we might could do something with the copa because most teams don't take it serious and we could because we're not doing anything in any of the other tournaments, but still, like a copa is not enough. Yeah, I think I think that's what hurts the most for me. It's like we're coming off um, one of like our most successful periods in recent history, recent Chivas history. You know, we have Almeida who's won five five cups, uh, titles, or whatever, and then just to see it all fall apart within what two two three years, it all fell apart. And, I don't know, it just sucks, you know, you, you expect Chivas, we all expected Chivas to compete next season, you know, like, we're, we we made, we made it to the Club World Cup, so obviously we're going to have to buy players, right? No, that didn't happen. So maybe we can compete in the league, uh, doesn't look like it right now. And then, like you said, the Copa is, is an option, but ideally you want you want the league or you want that Club World Cup, which... Has taken us so long to get to, and as as Chivas, as a club like Chivas, you shouldn't be struggling to make the Club World Cup like once every freaking fifty years. You should be in it every year, like you said. Exactly. So yeah, it's really it's really frustrating. This yeah. whole this whole thing going on. I don't know. It just I I feel like it's gonna get worse. Like. Like we said um, earlier today, news that uh, Cruz Azul is going after Pineda in the draft. So that's another. Even though he's been out of form, he's still like a part, a big part of the team. And Almeida kind of that's Almeida's one of Almeida's guys. So it's like, like we said, Almeida's job is getting harder and harder. It's not. It sucks. No, like, I think if 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 Pineda leaves, then, I mean, like I almost wouldn't mind if Almeida leaves. I mean, like, yeah. I, they're they're just making his life impossible. They're trying to get it to that point where he leaves on his own. Um, I don't know uh, what else do we have on the agenda. We have um, oh, apparently Vergara now is sick. And not living in Mexico. I don't know how true those rumors are, you guys. I'm sure you guys have seen seen the rumors. And now that apparently he's living in New York. Yeah, apparently he sells fucking hot dogs. Central Park. <laughs> and looks like a hobo. So if uh, some... Rocks tunes. No, I saw a picture today. <laughs> of him. But... I mean, if he's sick, he's he's going to doctors here, but nobody knows what he what he's sick from. I mean, I I read that he was sick and he left a Maori and his son and I'm, and Deanda in charge of the of the team, and he left Igera in charge of Omni Life, hmm. but Igera. And a Maori have a really good relationship, and apparently, Igera also is like a big investor in the club now, and he 
like invested in a couple of the refuerzos like Pizarro and and Pulido and Gulit and all that stuff. Yeah. So I, I have no I have no idea what the, what like that relationship is or like who's in charge now. But yeah, they're saying that he's sick and that he's getting bad. I don't know. Maybe he'll be forced to sell the team. I mean, I don't. I hope he's okay. You don't want him to die or anything, but um. Yeah, because then the team goes to a Maori and then it, <laughs> then things get worse. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, maybe it'll force us, uh, you know, the team to be sold to somebody else that can manage it correctly. I, I, I've seen like rumors on Twitter and stuff, but nothing, nothing from like a concrete, legit source. So I'd rather not speculate. But, um, well, I, I I heard that uh, that Grupo Acron, the the ones that have the naming rights. Mm-hmm. That they're they're possible like bidders to buy the team, but then I read that they're all right nationalists, like that they like fucking pro huh. pro Nazi and shit like that. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it just I just spiraled into a black hole when I when I looked up their names. So then uh, MLS Twitter would really come after us. Oh my god, they <laughs> they would fucking have a field day. Xenophobia Yo. articles, like I can see them already. <laughs> Esquire would fucking <laughs> go nuts. New York Times, everybody. Yeah. Social justice warriors. No, I meant I meant yo soy Esquire, the 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 America. Oh. The America oh, that guy. Uh, oh man. Black fan that they have. <laughs> Who? <laughs> uh, the America kid, the America uh, black kid. He's like a super fan. Oh. He's always, he's always the, saying how Chivas is racist. The cornball, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I got you. Okay, yeah. All right, so after talking about all that, um, what are expectations for this season in the Club World Cup? Where, where are we at? Man, I don't even know if we're going to have a podcast. Or something. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if we'll be able to afford the flights there, <laughs> apparently with our financial crisis. <laughs> you see those Dubai flights, five thousand dollars. The no, guys just gonna be fine. like, ah, we're we're gonna skip it. It's cool. <laughs> We'd like to withdraw from the Club World Cup. <laughs> we 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 should at this point. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I I think next season's gonna be rough. It's just gonna be us crying on the podcast for like ten minutes and then hitting the outro music. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have no expectation really, so I maybe it won't be that bad since we're going in with the low expectations. But I think we wait till Wednesday, till Wednesday's over, and that's when the draft is. Like, see who else they, who else maybe they get rid of, and maybe they bring in some players that aren't like bottom of the barrel, like last minute signings. But I don't. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't expect good be, things. But I, I, yeah, I expect all bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Just like bargain deals, like I and there's like a freaking Fierro might come back. I was like, bruh, like, <laughs> like why? Wait, didn't Fierro get signed by somebody? He's a is he? He's at Cruz Azul, right? No, he got let go by Cruz Azul. Did he? Yeah. 
Oh, so maybe he's coming back then. Oh, Miguel Ponce is coming back too. Yeah. Oh, I see on Twitter that he might be Monarca. He might be a Monarca. Monarca. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we're getting Miguel Ponce back too. I forgot to mention that earlier. Who I don't think will compete for the... I guess maybe, maybe he competes with Aris. Or they or they get rid of Aris because he talked, he talked out. And then you start Miguel Ponce at freaking left back. Club World Cup <coughs> expectations. I expect nothing. I think we're going to get embarrassed. I mean, had we had the same club that we finished the league with and we added some, you know, player like another center back, striker, maybe a left back, I would have been like quality ones, of course. Yeah, we'll definitely be Real Madrid. But now we're going to go embarrass ourselves versus the African teams and the Asian teams, Asian not teams. just Real Madrid. We're going to pull an America and lose to an Asian team. Yep. I used to, used to have that on them, but now we're, got, we're not even going to have that. I don't know. Bad. I don't think we're going to do anything in, in the Club World Cup. I mean, it's a good thing there's no more relegation because, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we we would definitely be in relegation. We're definitely going to be in relegation zone. So. Maybe that's why they stopped giving a shit too. And then that's the other thing is like, at least on Meta, like, played an attractive style and like, you know, you you would watch games and you would watch because you would almost win, but you didn't. Yeah. And like now it's like. They're gonna bring somebody in if if they do fire him and like, what are they gonna do? Like, are they, are they just gonna suck all around? Like, <laughs> we we could be we could be due for dark days. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. I mean, just to end the Chivas talk on a positive note, Pereira did say that they're gonna leave it all on the field every every game this season, and that. As long as they have Almeida, he thinks that they'll put up a fight in every game. And he even mentioned, like, in past seasons where, like, they weren't supposed to put up a fight against teams. Like, other other players from other teams come up to them and they're like, like, good job. Like, you guys, you guys definitely, like, earn, they earn players respect. Like, you guys played and we didn't expect you guys to play this way or play this well against yeah. us. So I think... We got Cantera. We're gonna have Canteranos out there, and we we saw them play some minutes this season, and they they play they play for that for that badge. They play like Sudan la camiseta. So, if anything, we're gonna just watch a bunch of kids like just give it their all. Yeah, which I guess for in the long run it'll be good, but. If there is if if they don't bring out the good talent pool, then I don't know. And yeah, and then you and that still goes back to Almeida, who works a lot with the uh, the youth, the youth academies, and like Chivas prospects. He knows all of them. Like he knows how they play. He's developing them. I think Almeida is. Once we get rid of Almeida, then I'm just like, oh well, like we'll be. 
irrelevant for a couple of years. It'd be like the dark the dark ages again after um what was it, like two thousand ten to like two thousand I wanna say like fourteen, fifteen. We were complete trash. We almost relegated. Yeah. We had that that game against Puebla, which was like one of the best games ever because there was so much on the line, but it's not a situation you ever want to be in as a club. Um, Eric Eric Gubo, Gubo Torres fucking saved Chivas from relegation. He just signed with somebody. Yeah, he somebody signed else. with... Um, was it Pumas? No, he, left, he just left Pumas. Oh, shit. I keep getting all uh, these wrong. <laughs> He signed with Cholos. Uh, yeah. With Cholos, so we'll see how he does out there. But uh, all right, let's uh, dive into. Do you want to get into uh, Twitter well, questions? Yeah, because none of them are uh, three related questions, so we'll just get through these real quick. We kind of answered some of them, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, so from at U-G-R-A-N-R, he says, Are the issues with Chivas due to Vergara's money woes or just his mismanagement? Uh, I think we touched on it, but uh, probably both. He, um, obviously, the Chivas is in the financial crisis, but then his management of Chivas, like the whole time he's owned it, has been shit. Kind of, 07, I guess was like a a good period. They won a title, and then it took us another ten years to win another title. So overall, Vergara's ownership has just been trash. I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's always lots of scandals with him, so I don't think he has a good track record. So obviously, there's some mismanagement there. Um, but also, like we touched on, I feel like the money issues were had a had a thing to do with it as well. I could see him selling Pizarro just to just to pay the players their bonuses and get out of this hole that they're supposedly in from a financial standpoint. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's a combination of both. I think he's been. While he's done some good while he's been here, I think he's done a lot of are bad as well and the, I mean obviously miss like not having not having a, a, a you know a hold of the, the, the team's finances is just mismanagement within itself yeah there's just uh, no stability under Barigara I think that's what it is like it's just up, ups and downs during his ownership Move on to the next one. All right. At Omar Santos says, he wants to hear our insights about the Chofi sex video. <laughs> I mean, naked people uh, in a pool, is that is that his definition of a sex video? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just like a Sunday night. I don't know what you guys... I mean, that's a... No Did they not know where these Every... players live? This is Mexico. Like... <laughs> I mean, I feel bad Every for time. his girl, maybe, but that's about it. 
the crazy shit is when that video posted, like the day before, he posted a video on his IG story in a hot tub with a girl, which is presuming, I'm presuming it's his girl because he's been posting like videos of his girl now. So he was prepping her. She, she, <laughs> she, no, she was probably in there with him. Titties all out. <laughs> it's a possibility. I'm saying if, if his girl wasn't in there with him, I feel bad for his girl. But I mean, other than that, I don't see what the what the big deal was. Hey, I I tweeted out. I said everybody grieves in their own way, and uh, I I believe Chelsea's grieves that that way. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the next one. At Eddie GMF says, "Do you agree with many of the fans' plans to protest against La Directiva? The plans that have been floating around. I think, uh, on paper, it sounds like a good idea, but is it actually going to happen? I don't. No. I don't think so. We're still going to watch the games. Nah. We're going to talk about the y'all game. love going to Moleros." <laughs> I think this is more local, like local fan base he's talking about. No, but I mean, like I feel like I feel like the North American fan base or oh, the yeah. American fan base, like won't be able to resist. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like the Mexico fan base, I feel like they they would do it just because Omni Life is at half capacity every every week, anyways, and it's such a hassle to get there for people that I can see that. That truly happening, uh, but I feel like they're still going to come and do their little tours here, and they'll fill up stadiums. Yeah, I mean, and one, you, you know, I'll tell you, like one, one, one filled up American stadium, like the the revenue they'll make off that is like three times what they make. Like they would say, it would take like three or four weeks to make that kind of revenue in. Uh, in Mexico, just based off stadium. Me personally, I'll probably will boycott at least seeing them live and buying gear. Yeah, but I'm gonna. That New Jersey's kind of trash, so I wasn't gonna buy yeah. it anyways. So I'm, I'm just gonna say I'm protesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Nothing is like it's not like I, I want to buy gear or anything like that. I'll protest. And I hope you guys protest too. In, in air quotes. That's the only way you guys, <laughs> we're going to get the idea to know is if people stop buying shit, stop going to games. Like, you hear me, Chiva Bros, in the U.S.? <laughs> me and Varo are canceling our trip. Oh, yeah. We had we had a trip planned out. I think we're going to cancel that. I don't want to go over there and just cry at the stadium. Because we yeah. suck so much. I don't want to show I mean, my Pizarro jersey. <laughs> go watch uh, Go watch Second Division. Leones uh, Negros. Leones Negros. Maybe. Maybe I'll just go for the food. I mean, that, you, that you could too, do that. Yeah. All right. Next question from at Dudix Danny. I think he, he was part of the podcast before when we did that fan segment. Yeah, he had a a question or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I think he was cool. All right, he said, do we have the most trash uh, directiva in the league? (laughs) I think we confirmed that already. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Trash directiva confirmed, Danny. All right, next guy. 
at Eduardo, Eduardo New York underscore seven. He was also part of the podcast before. He said, uh, Rodolfo being sold to Liga MX versus Europe and if Chivas should have let Gudinho stay in Europe. Uh, yeah, we, we touched... Uh, I think we talked about We that. talked about Yeah, both. we talked about that. He yeah. said uh, we would definitely have rather seen him go to Europe and Gudinho is not being held back by Chivas. By Chivas. All right, next question... Rigo, you want to read the one from your brother? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is from, uh, you already know, he's never been on here before. He's the Chivas del Norte uh, talent scout. <laughs> yeah. First Foxport analyst pandering to Mexico. Then Men and Blazers did it. Now Copa 90 pandering with their Cheech video. How does that make y'all feel? First of all, <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Luis. <laughs> Secondly, Copa 90 is not pandering. Cheeky video. <laughs> but uh, I'll let you guys answer it. Cause, I mean, I'm a little biased here. I'm the Copa 90 guy. <laughs> you, guys think, you guys think that's pandering? I don't think it's pandering. I haven't, I haven't watched the video yet just because today I consumed like five hours of Chivas news and articles and stuff. So I haven't had a chance, but um, I, I watched their Messi one, and I thought that was I thought that video was cool. So if it's, if it's like the Messi video, I I don't think it's pandering. It's pretty cool actually. Is that, is that what you wanted me to say, Rigo? Yes. Okay. Now now I will it, remove so the gun away. You'll cut, you'll cut that check. <laughs> is that is that how you guys rehearsed it? <laughs> I think I went off. I mean, <laughs> I watched the video. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't say pandering. I mean, I think Copa ninety covers uh, Mexican soccer or more Mexico uh, stuff than Men and Blazers, obviously, and Fox Sports. I mean, the only time, really, the only time I watch Copa ninety is when they have uh, Mexico things, but they've had quite a few. I feel like I know last year they had like a Hector Moreno interview. Um, they've done uh, like a Tijuana special. They've had quite a few things. So they're they definitely have shown interest or shown love to the uh to the Mexican um yeah. Mexican national team and the Mexican fan base, yeah. So I wouldn't say pandering. Um but but yeah, I I I thought the video was good. I thought it was cool. And like I said, Copa ninety, this is the they didn't come out of left field with this. Yeah, I think they had a Chucky interview too before. Right? Yeah, they had a Chucky interview. Yeah. That was cool too. All right, next question. Uh, at wait, should we do white at white Batman? He said the chicha video was cool, but I couldn't get past the sprayed painted flag colors that were red, white, and green backwards. I know they're pandering, but at least get the flag colors straight. Damn. Yeah, we just we just said they're not pandering. All right, white <laughs> Batman. I don't know. I think White Batman just changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, he has a Cobra Kai uh, AV, so so you know he cool. might have a point. <laughs> All right, at MNO Carbura, she says, "What's the worst possible roster, coach included, that we could get? Also, if Vergara sold the club, who would you like the new owner to be?" Uh, I think we should tweet out the starting eleven. Right? 
with a coach. We could do that. We could do that tomorrow. Yeah. And, the worst um, possible. The worst possible eleven that we could end up with. I think that Jesus that would be fun, but like also like I don't know, it would suck. <laughs> eleven, uh, eleven homeless people you know, from Guadalajara. <laughs> Rigo, <Fiddle>. me, Flo. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and Fierro. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Fierro would be the tr- the best player on the team <laughs> for once. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll tweet we'll tweet out the the worst starting eleven that Chivas could have tomorrow. Uh, the stray goat, who was supposed to be on the podcast but bailed, confronted. He said, "Not the first time he's bailed." Nope. He said, "Which of you would be in the front, middle, or in the back of the pool party choo choo train?" Uh, so I will no comment. <laughs> so I would say. Actually, I have no idea. <laughs> All I know, Damn, I don't know. Uh, is I've seen Varo part of a choo-choo train conga line at a bar before. So, like he's, a, he's, a, he's a middle kind of guy. Oh, no. So, I, was, yeah. I, was leading, I was leading that train. <laughs> yeah, he was, he, was, he was definitely in the middle. <laughs> what? I was not in the middle. <laughs> 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 I think Varo might have been too drunk because he was so excited that beers didn't cost $12 like they do in New York. $3 beers. So Varo might have been a little... He didn't know how to act. I was so confused he didn't know when, how they got the, when they got the bill. Man. Easy. Good times. <laughs> Varo just kept going back and buying more rounds. He's like, Flo, you want another beer? Are you sure? You sure? I got you. You sure? <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up the Chivas talk. And now we're going to dive into some uh, El Tri talk. I think Flo and Regal will probably talk more because I missed the Scotland game and I kind of half-ass watched the the Wales game. But uh, I don't know, Regal, you want to lead? You can lead on this. Well, I mean, we could we, um So obviously, obviously the World Cup's coming up. I don't know if you guys... What? Heard. I don't know if you guys, if you guys have heard. Um, Nine days away? Do we, what? <laughs> do we want to talk about... Do we want to talk about the call-up? I mean, who the, the final 23 are? Uh, we, we did we talk that about on, that? We did that on our what? last pod, bro. Yeah. Oh, I, li- I listened, <laughs> but it was like two weeks ago. I don't remember. All right, so... But, I mean, the final 23 just got released the other day, so... Oh, this is true. They and cut... Who they cut? Uh, I don't think there's these many surprises. Yeah, yeah they cut Alanis, Dom, Jurgen Dam, and Molina. Which the, I thought Molina was the biggest surprise, mostly because I thought he had learned his lesson about not taking a natural defensive mid, and he he hasn't. Um, but I I feel like Rafa Marquez is the one that's taking his spot. And Eric, Eric Gutierrez is the 24th player who he has left. Yeah. And he, kind he's of a reserve, reserve yeah. in case of injury. And a lot of people think that Diego Reyes right now might not play because of injury. He, is, he has not recuperated. He has not been able to practice fully. So I think that would be great if Diego Reyes doesn't go. 
that's just me. Uh, hope, I hope he gets better, though. Maybe in July. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, on my viewpoint, it's not because I think he's a terrible player. It's that just because Osorio will play him at defensive mid, and he always looks terrible there. Oh yeah, he does look terrible at D mid. I just feel like he's not a good national team player. That well, he's been he's playing. Shook. He's been playing out of position, and when he was playing his natural position, he was really young. I mean, so I I, I don't think you can really blame him too much for that. Nah, you got to give him his, you got to give him his chances. There was that that one Champions League game where he got subbed out in like twenty minutes. That's not that's he not was just, national team. But, <laughs> but I'm right. telling you, like when it's games that matter and like pressure, the pressure is on. He's all, he always looks scared. Like he's always shook out there. What, wasn't he playing left back in that game or something? He, either I think he was playing right back or center back. But the they subbed him out. They subbed him out. Yeah, they he, got was, he was playing right back. He but they subbed right him back. out in like 20 minutes. The coach was just like, nah, get out of here. Like, wash because you're. You're playing him in a position he doesn't play. Like, like you're playing a German powerhouse, and guess what? We're gonna play Germany. I don't want. I don't like, want Diego Reyes on the field. Yeah, I don't, like, I, don't, I don't think he should be playing, especially against um, Germany. I think. I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't. I don't know if he's a, if he's gonna be fit to play. But uh, I think. I think. I think it would be best if he didn't go. To be honest. Um, there's there's a couple. I think somebody tweeted like, wh- like what players? Like, why would anybody want to achieve us players if you look at this 23 man roster? And there's there's a, at least five guys on there. Oh, yeah. just, like, there's like five Chivas players that could take the, their positions. Like Uwayala, even though even though Uwayala has been kind of solid the last couple of games, but we're, I mean we haven't played one team that has like any kind of offensive prowess. Uh, obviously, Gio, even though he scored a goal, he did, I, I, I can see past that. No, I uh, mean, if you watch that game, Gio played horrible besides that goal. Yeah. He, he lost possession so many times. There were so many t- opportunities for him to just make a simple ball and play somebody through, and he would either ignore it or the ball would be terrible, and he would just give possession away. I mean, I I hate that he scored just in the fact that people are looking past how terrible he played. Like, oh, Gio scored. Gio's back. I'm like, no, he's not. And that's the thing with Mexico fans. They're just... We we get caught, like, in the moment. Yeah, I got, I, got, I got the alert to my phone because I, I didn't watch that game. I got the alert to my phone... And then I looked and was like, oh, I was like, of course, of course, fucking Giovanni Dos Santos scores. And now everybody, everybody's going to be rating him. And everybody's going to be like, see, that's why he deserves to go to the World Cup and all this and that. And I know, like, the guy, the guy's not, four years ago, he was good. He's not good anymore. LA Galaxy want to get rid of him. An MLS team is trying to trade you, bro. Come on. Yeah, he, he definitely... He shouldn't be going. I mean, if if we're taking guys off merits from like a long time ago, then like, yeah, what the hell are we doing? That's stupid. You got Germany who left Gotze at home, and he won them the freaking World Cup. They're Four leaving, years ago, they're yeah. leaving. San, they're leaving Sane at home. Like, 
are, they're taking their and, best players. They're not taking based on merit, I like mean, you said. Mexico has the second oldest squad. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that granted, kind, kind of Granted, skewed. Rafa Marquez. Yeah. Yeah, because Marquez and, and Peralta. I mean, you can't. But, Rafa can't skew it that much. We're, we're old. Well, know? Guardado, too, I think, right? He's up there. Yeah, he's in his 30s. Yeah, you Peralta, got a couple of players uh, that kind of skew Chich- it. Ochoa. Chicharito's 30 I mean, already, too. But yeah, yeah, like no, I mean, we we have an old squad. We have yeah, the youngest generation, player. yeah. The youngest player is Chucky. It's, uh, not the center, not the America player. Yeah, oh, it's I mean, his name, Exxon Alvarez, I think, right? Yeah, 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 he's the youngest. Yeah. But, but yeah, we don't. It, like, we have an old squad. And I feel like I feel like in Mexico, like that always happens. Like we have a this tendency to like not want to take the youth. Yep. And I'm not saying that you know the youth is going to win the World Cup, but I feel like you need a you need a good mixture. I feel like we we we're overvaluing um, the Europe talent, undervaluing the Liga MX talent, and. The Liga MX talent that we're taking, like like Oliva Peralta, like washed. I'm ha- I'm happy for what he did in 2012, and I think he's he he's still a competent striker, but I wouldn't have taken him. And everybody's like, "Who are you going to take?" I was like, "I would have taken Pulido." They're being biased. I'm not being biased. Pulido is a better striker right now, and he he scored more goals than Oribe in the season, along along playing the Champions League. And he he can do more. I mean, I don't really think Peralta's gonna play. And then, well, it always comes down to the rotations because I hate every single every single player is probably gonna play. Yeah, yeah. I just I just caught I I just see what I did, but (laughs) I mean, I was gonna say not even Pulido. Like take take Godinez. Fuck it, you know. Let him let him get that experience in. Let him take in like the whole the atmosphere of a World Cup. Just prep him for the next World Cup. You know, he doesn't necessarily have to play. Just like um, Osorio did with Mayorga. Like, just take these guys, let them train with the team, and let them get a feel of what what their future what their future holds if they maintain the level of, of play that they have. And we don't do even, that. Even, it's always like a lost even, generation, you know? Yeah. Even like like, like, like Ness. Yeah, from Club America. Take him. He's like, fucking nasty. He's good, Take yeah. him. Even if he doesn't but, play, like, just get that experience of going into that stadium, training for a World Cup. Like I don't know. It's, we need to start doing that. Like give the youth a chance. Like you saw, you saw yeah. what England did, right? England has like one of the youngest squads. They didn't call up any of their washed up players. Uh, Danny Welbeck is on the roster, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's so washed. young. Is he? he I feel so, like he's yeah. been washed for quite a long time. I think he's still kind of young. But, but yeah, Walcott, regardless, they Walcott do have one of the youngest it. rosters. Wilshire didn't make it. Rooney didn't make it. They're Mexican. They're they're on the squad. Yeah, Theo Walcott is freaking jerking damn a chase. So they, he would have been on the squad. I mean, France got a young squad. Germany got a young squad. Yeah, a lot of these places they they know how to 
like meshing young talent with old talent. Yeah. And we haven't like historically we don't do that. Which sucks. Yeah, Mexico has the second oldest team. Yep. Jesus. And because we're clinging on to that generation, like, you know, we have uh, Vela, Dos Santos. Vela should play, I think. But, like, Dos Santos, Peralta, like, like players, based, like you said, based on merit. And it shouldn't be like that. No, I mean, you should you should take the guys who are in their best moment to the World Cup. Yeah, in form. Yeah. And yeah. That, that just didn't happen. And, I mean, it's hard to not call up a guy playing in Europe. But then you have to see their track record with the national team. And where are they playing in Europe? Are they on the bench? Who? So minutes? who in Europe would you not want to take? Because like the players I wouldn't, I, the players I wouldn't want to take are Dos Santos. He doesn't deserve it. Well, he's, not in, he's not in Europe. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying um, that's uh, exactly my point. Like which players in Europe are you that you don't want to take? Because the players that I don't want to take are in Europe, like Dos Santos, Peralta. And um, and Marquez, Rafa, those are three players for sure that I don't want to take. But oh, that you don't want to take. Yeah, yeah, but the players in Europe, I, I mean, from I do the Europe players, take. from the Europe players, Diego Reyes, um, I think that's it. But I think that's it. I mean, I, I think, would still I take him though too. Like, who else cool. are you going to take beside him? I mean, I said I would still take Reyes. Like, who are you going to take? Instead of him, you know? Give me a real CM. I mean, well, Give me Gallito. Yeah, I mean, if you play Give me a real... I mean, well, you could take... You could put... You could take Gallito instead of uh, Rafa. I mean, Rafa's playing he, center mid. Yeah, That's well, what he's doing. If, yeah, but... Yeah, like you said, like, if we're not taking Reyes, who would I take? I'd, I'd plug in Gallito. But yeah, you're right. Like, Mar- Marquez doesn't belong there. I think if they gave him, like, a coaching position or something like that, like a bench player, like a bench coach or something like yeah take sure him, but not not but I, play. I think he's there because there there is no natural captain there is there is no guy who's taking like the yeah the, we don't have a captain there, there's no guy who's taking like the, the the reins of the team and like like we used to have that like that was him before him it was like Claudio Suarez Garcia Aspe Torrado guys like that like yeah, there isn't anybody Blanc- like that Blanco, like, the, yeah, they, yeah like, they gave it to Guadalajara they give it to Guardado, but he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Nah, he's not vocal and like I don't know. He's not. I don't see him as a captain. And I mean, and he's had a he's had a, a bad run with the national team under Osorio too. Um, so I, I feel like that's the reason why Rafa's going is because of the fact that there is no, no like no vocal leader. Like I remember when the seven zero should happen, like Osorio was like, I wish I I didn't have. I wish I hadn't left Rafa Marquez off, you know, off the starting lineup that day. And it's like Rafa wasn't going to do anything physically because he was—he's—he was just as trash as he is now. But motivationally, he might have done something. He would have got a red card. I mean, but it, uh, yeah, wouldn't you have gotten a red card? Like, nigga score five goals on you? I would have like. Yeah, I was kind of mad. No one, everybody. I was kind of mad. No one got a red card that game. Yeah, like they, up they gave up. Did they? Oh, that entire yeah, that no. entire team gave up. No man. red card. Okay. In that game, that shit was sad to watch the second half of that game. It was only two 0 into the half. I remember, like, 
Like, they oh, gave not, up. It's not that bad. And then fucking 7 0. Bro. As soon as that team gave up in that game, Osorio should have been gone because they essentially gave up on the coach. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, um, you know. I'm I mean, that's why a lot of people feel like like he ended up staying was because, like, afterwards, like, the players felt so bad. Like, they like they were all in on his philosophy. Yeah. I mean, everyone, they're all all in on, on, his, on his philosophy now. Yeah, they seem they seem to be united at least like as a team. Yeah, which is weird because everybody else in Mexico hates it. Well, I mean, this is this has been a big thing of a big topic was um, after the so they play Wales here they tie zero zero, which is embarrassing. Wales didn't make the World Cup, uh, but I also get it that they haven't been playing together for that long. Then they come to Mexico City and Azteca and they win 1-0. A game which they should have won by a lot more. They just couldn't finish. Um, and then the fans start booing and they start booing Fuera Osorio. What, I mean, what are you guys' thoughts about that? Arsenal and Chase. <laughs> I mean, I tweeted, I tweeted the other day. I was like, holy shit, Chivas, is, Chivas and Mexico are now Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, uh, it's crazy. I think. I think. I mean. I think they get it. I think they get that 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 team should not be winning zero one zero or shouldn't be drawing against Wales zero zero. And I think they get that Osorio is the reason is is is, is, is a huge reason. Like he sure he wins the games that were so and like everybody keeps saying, oh we we keep winning we're doing this like he wins the games we're supposed to win but when it comes time to step it up you know to raise the bar he falls flat on his face every single time and i think it's 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 a sodio and i think they understand that and also did you guys read that uh that sports illustrated article no, the one where they were on the cover. I didn't get yeah. a chance to read it. No, no, I didn't get a chance to read it. Well, in that article, I mean, I, I doubt this has anything to do with it, but I found it funny that um, in the article, Osorio was quoted as saying that he feels like the games that they play in the United States are better for the national team to prepare them for the World Cup than the games that they play in Mexico. And Why? his reasoning, <laughs> and his reasoning behind that, is he says that the games in Mexico aren't really sold out. The energy isn't there, and when they go to the United States, it has a big game feel, and that they're playing in front of sixty, seventy thousand people that are all into the game, and the atmosphere is just insane, and that it it helps the players train for those big games that are in the World Cup or the big tournaments. Which I thought was just crazy, um, but yeah, but I, I that was the the thing I read that article today, and that was the thing that stuck out the most to me. So I don't know if they read that, and that was why they were booing him as well. I doubt it, but that's just another reason for me to hate Osorio. <laughs> nah, they, Mexico fans like they're just, I mean, they're fickle, yeah, and like they don't put up with the bullshit. Like I feel like here in the U.S., we put up with so much bullshit. Like we, we I was having this argument the other day on Twitter, same day on Twitter because like L3 English Twitter, like they are above the booing and like they're all positive 
and it's like, yeah, and you guys go to seven, you got you guys go to zero zero draws in sold out stadiums every other time Mexico comes, like, and in Mexico they just don't put up with that shit no more, like they're fed up, like they just like, they know like what these players can do, and they just they, they don't get they don't get the outcome that that they they should be getting like. When I went to the one the World Cup qualifier versus USA, they t- where they tied one one. Like it was the same thing. Like after like, I think like the seventy fifth minute, the booze just started coming down. And I don't blame I don't blame them. I I, have, I don't blame them at all. Like if you want to boo, like you you have every right to boo. Um, I think it's a crock of shit that he says that. Um, the players, you know, need to play in the U.S. more because it's a better atmosphere. At the end of the day, they're playing pointless games versus these like Eastern European countries that aren't even going to the World Cup or against Ireland. I mean, how, how many, how many, how often do they play against Ireland and Scotland? Like it's just or it's I, Iceland. Like, Iceland, I think we play that yeah. a lot. <laughs> I think Scotland, it was like... Was it the first time we played them? Scotland? Scotland, Scotland no. specifically? No, 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 definitely not. Maybe no, in Mexico? I would rather play maybe, Iceland. Maybe in Mexico. Yeah, okay, maybe in Mexico. And at I least Iceland play. has a decent squad. Scotland is just terrible. But I think also Mexico has has to start playing in other places besides Azteca. Like, I know there's a like a mystique to, to El Azteca, to Estadio Azteca, but... They kind of take them for granted, and maybe that's why the atmosphere isn't there. If you go, they they went somewhere else before. I forget where they went though. Yeah, they've gone was to, it was it Puebla? Puebla. They, went, they went to they Puebla, Puebla, right? And that stadium yeah. was that stadium was kind of rocking, and you know it had a lot of people there. I mean, like, I, I don't know why I, they don't, do... they they do it because, like you said, like the money is better in the U.S. They get more money out of coming to play here in the United States than they do going to play in other other estados in in mexico but if you want that big feel you got to go to places that they don't take you for granted no and and i, I do think they don't do that enough they don't, they don't go play in guanajara they don't play monterrey no they just um, stay in la ciudad de mexico, and, yeah, mexico which is like, which is fine because it's intimidating to the opponent but yeah nobody like the U.S. isn't intimidated no more. But even yeah, Honduras like, is beating you there. Costa Rica is beating you there. It's losing its its mystique. Exactly. You need like new crowds to charge up the national team. But I, even saying that, I don't agree that they should have freaking they shouldn't have booed the team out of the stadium. You as, don't think so? as your last stand in your own country, and you're going to the World Cup. I don't think so. I, I as a player, I'd probably be like, "Fuck all of you!" Like. Whatever, then, like, I don't... I, I don't think they're do. booing them, like, out of the stadium or anything. Like, yeah, like, like the way I read it, because I didn't watch the game, so, like, the way I read it, it just sounded like the whole stadium turned against them and booed them out off the it field. Was, it, was a, it was a lot of Fuera Osorio. But, I mean, like, Osorio's not going nowhere. Like, even I have given up on that Fuera Osorio shit at this point. At this point, it's just like, yo, let him, let him do what he's going to do. I mean, um, it's almost over, so... Yeah. Whatever. But you don't think you don't think had had Argentina and and Haiti tied zero zero or or Argentina won one zero the other day, they wouldn't have booed them out the stadium. I think so. 
Probably. Yeah, without, I, I mean, I just don't think it's good. I, I just don't think it's good for team morale. Like, I just feel like it's in like Mexico, your homestand. Like, like, it's your last game in your own country. Like, but it is the players' fault if you don't want them to boo you, score goals, win. and leave on a high yeah. note. Like the the uh, players kind of let. And I I looked at the stats. It was like I don't know how many shots Mexico took, and only a certain percentage were on target. That's not gonna cut it in the World Cup. Like, yeah, you deserve to get booed. There's also a uh, a bit of, like, sensitivity in the U.S. towards the, Me- the national team versus Mex- versus in Mexico. Uh, like, uh, going back all, to... Probably all sports analogy, here, I think. Like, going back to my analogy of, like, in... in uh, in in Argentina, like they would have definitely like booed Argentina if they won one zero versus Haiti and they're going away game. And like most South American countries are like that. Like it's not just Mexico; it's almost every Latin American country. Like, they don't put up with the bullshit. But here, it's like we have to coddle our our athletes, and it's like no, don't boo them. It's their going away game. Um, well, they need to get it together. Like, yo, like, what have you been doing? Like, it's the same bullshit every fucking year. Like, like, that's how, I mean, that's how most Mexican fans feel in Mexico, I feel. In the U.S., most Mexican fans, the casual, I feel like the casual fan in the U.S. feels that Mexico is great and they're going to make a deep run in the World Cup. I'm not talking about like us that watch it religiously. I'm talking about the casual. I'm Mexican. I go to the games when they're here in my town, and I watch on TV. But yeah, they feel like I, they're Mexico. Yeah, I, I like. I hate the unrealistic Mexican national team fan. Like, oh, we're gonna beat Germany. We're gonna. I was like, bro, I'll be happy if we tie. I'll be happy if we lose only by two goals. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Like, you gotta be realistic. Like. South Korea and Sweden, hell yeah, let's let's go. We can we can probably win. Germany, bro, relax. Like no, we need we need a perfect game. Uh, I think the next game is Denmark. I think that'll be a better a better uh, barometer for how the team is doing or how it's going to do against. Germany because Denmark is actually in the World Cup. Oh, yeah, Denmark next. Denmark has some players too. So yeah. Oh, that's on Saturday. Isn't, isn't a Christian Eriksen? Doesn't he play for Denmark? Uh, I'm not sure who plays for Denmark. Yeah, I'll look it up. I, I thought Eriksen was English. He's not. Hell no. Oh, that's the Spurs guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He used to, he used to play uh in the Eredivisie. Oh. I thought he was English for some reason. He used to play for Ajax. I'm He's sure. nice. He's nice. They tied 0-0 with Sweden. Denmark did? Yeah. Hmm. They don't have a... Uh, there wasn't a guy, Eriksson. Uh, maybe it was just for that game. He wasn't there. They got a Jorgensen. Christensen. Larson. Um, they play against Mexico Saturday at 2 p.m. 
shit, I'm gonna miss that game too. Fuck. <laughs> you're, you, you just hate Mexico. I, I'm going to the NYC game. Yeah. Christian Christian Eriksen is uh, oh, yeah, from yeah. Denmark. Oh, okay. He's good. He's good I, I, I'd like to see Rafa Marquez start and see how he does against him. Put him in the blender. Yeah, they're in the same group as Peru. All right. Denmark. I don't even know the rest of the World Cup groups. Um, who do you want to know? I, I'm only concerned about Mexico. I don't. The rest of it, I'm just okay. gonna watch for fun. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, I mean, we can wrap it up. You guys don't want to touch on the Mexico party? Mexican, oh, media, Mexico party. Mexican media being assholes. Oh, that's party. I thought you were talking like a viewing party or something. No, like no. <laughs> the... I mean, that's... I wish there was a viewing party for that party. Um... <laughs> yeah, I think I think the details on it aren't very clear. I mean, there's so many different reports that I read. I mean, I haven't really looked at it recently, but there, like some people were saying, there, there's like, yeah, there's like 30 paid hoes or whatever other people are saying that their their wives and girlfriends were there other people are saying this and that so i really don't know what's going on it just seems like the mexican media once again being assholes and another example of why the players don't don't fuck with the media in mexico but i just i also feel i feel like the players gotta be smarter yeah like do do whatever you got you want to do like throw whatever parties you want to do throw Yo, just be more discreet about your bullshit. They need a yo. They need a Soho house in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> like the same shit with the trophy shit. Like, yep. Why is anybody? Why is there anybody else? If, if you're gonna, ha- if you're gonna, if those are whores. If they're not, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. But regardless, why is anybody on their phone? Take their phones while, away. While like you guys are hanging out. Yo, when you as soon as you walk into everybody's phone. Like it's just they're not very smart either. Like yes, and the media takes advantage of this shit, and they the players want to get mad, but at the same time you're putting yourself in these positions. It's not like you're being forced into these positions, except Cheech, who didn't go. <laughs> he's just playing FIFA in his hotel he's room. Not, he was <laughs> celebrating his birthday with his friends apparently, so he didn't go. Oh yeah, but I mean, what's what's fucked up is a lot of these guys are married. And I don't know how that's going to affect them. Well, we still don't know what actually happened. Like, It's just like a lot of assumptions, I think, by the Mexican media. Because some are reporting that the wives and the girlfriends were there. Some are reporting that, they're, that they weren't. And it's just like, it's just a big mess. It's like, it's the Mexican media being the Mexican media. And it sucks. Yeah. I don't know, those are my thoughts. Yeah. Don't, don't read into it, guys. They just wanted to have a party before the World Cup. Um, all right. Uh, Rigo, plug, I guess, that Chicha video? Yeah, if you guys... Uh, if you guys remember, back in, like, March, I went to a Clásico, and I actually recorded the podcast while I was in there. I was in at, at the game, but uh, while I was there, I was with Copa 90, 
and we filmed a documentary on Cheech, and it's basically a series they're doing called On Tour Origins, and it just takes an in-depth look at where some of these World Cup superstars are from, you know, their upbringing, um, and they did Messi yesterday, that's already up uh, today, Cheech dropped, and we pretty much go through Guadalajara, we go through Estadio Jalisco, Estadio Chivas, they talked to Tom Marshall, uh, another reporter from Mexico, I'm in it, uh, we go to Bugambiles, which is where he's from, and it's just, a, it's, it's a dope, it's a dope video, uh, you get to see Guadalajara, you get to see um, all the food, all, all the good food in Mexico, um, the, the, you know, video, footage from La Barra, um, it's just a, a dope, a dope video that, uh, uh, on Cheech, and I'm a part of it. And go check it out on the Copa 90 US YouTube channel. All right. Yeah. Definitely check it out, guys. Um, we'll just wrap it up. If you guys aren't following the podcast on Twitter, at Chivas del Norte, we're almost at 1,000 followers. Once we hit 1,000 followers, we'll be doing a couple of giveaways. So tell a friend to follow us. Once we get to 1K, we'll probably do like podcast giveaways and then tweet out some giveaways but uh yeah stay tuned and we'll be back probably right before the world cup just to talk about mexico germany our thoughts previews all right later guys all right later Peace. Peace.